One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sami Zayn is now an honorary oos and is officially part of the bloodline. And I think it might be my favorite thing in the world right now. Yeah, pretty much. It's so, so good. And we are going to talk about it in detail. We've also got to talk about the two hours of SmackDown and the two hours of Rampage on this one podcast. Sorry if we go long. Uh, but never happened. Not a chance. We never go long on these podcasts. Uh, the the, the, the send an ultra chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We're going to read out all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. Uh, and also like and subscribe. Why not? Please and thank you. Please and thanks. Um, first things first, we're going to be talking about. Uh, I should also say, by the way, for those of you who are wondering where the news video today is. It's on its way. Uh, we have one of our new editors working on it again this week. And also, it's a really long video because we have news, a SmackDown review, and the Rampage Grandstand review. And that is, of course, longer than a normal Rampage review because it's two hours. So it's a long video and it's a new editor. So it will be out later, just so you know. Um, first things first, let's talk about this opening bit of SmackDown where we had Roman Reigns and the Bloodline coming out. And this was the full... Bloodline. This was Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, The Usos, Solo Sokoa, and Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. All came out together. For the first time together. For the first time. All six of them. And I I had a moment where I was like, yeah, all right, they're amazing, I guess. Like, when they all came out together, I was like, that's a pretty cool visual right there. Pretty good lineup. Yep. And then I thought, like, man, it'd be really cool if everyone had a belt except Sami, which they, which they had. Yeah. Until Tuesday. Because, like, Paul Heyman comes out with one title and Roman Reigns has the other. So, literally, everyone has a belt except Mm -hmm. Sami Zayn and now Solo Sokoa because he had to relinquish the North American title, which is a dumb decision. Um, I don't get understand that choice at all. You spoke about it a little bit earlier this week on the. Yeah, I'm I'm not getting into it again, but it's like the dumbest thing that I've seen since since Triple H took over. I think it's the dumbest storyline decision. It's It's beaten out Raquel and Aaliyah winning the tag titles to me. But it was those two. Oh, it's close. It's those two. Mm, it's it is close. close. Yeah. But at least they got to Bailey's crew winning mm-hmm. the tag titles. What was the point of, of Solisicola winning that I title? I don't know. Um, but I loved that quite obviously, they framed it really well on this one, 
in that the way that everyone was standing, you quite obviously could see that everyone was wearing the same T-shirt except for Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn is still wearing the one Bloodline T-shirt that he owns, I think, uh, which played into the story. And like, it's been a, a feature for a while. Like, we've seen that he's not been keeping up to date with the latest merch. But this really kind of like hammered home that even like Solo Sokoa's got a new one, and Sami Zayn doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, um, which, which played into the story of the, of this segment. Um, everyone in here came to the ring, and they all kind of cut like normal promos like Roman Reigns just saying acknowledge me and Paul Heyman was like oh, I'm the wise man acknowledge your tribal chief Usos are like we're gonna fight the Brawling Brutes later and we're still gonna be we the ones etc we're still gonna be champions and then Roman Reigns calls Solo Sokoa forward and he's like uh, they explain that Solo Sokoa was sent to the bloodline to help out Roman Reigns um, to free up the Uso, so they don't have to worry about assisting Roman Reigns. By the Samoan elders. By the Samoan elders. Now, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means the wild Samoans, or if that just means Rikishi. I don't yep. know if he's been <laughs> elevated to elder status, but... <coughs> he could be. Could be. Yeah. Who are you to argue? The exactly. The status of, of the ass man. <laughs> what? Bam, bam. Rikishi's an ass man! <laughs> Look at him! You telling me he's not... <laughs> I always think that whenever someone says ass man, they're talking about me now. Yeah. That's just that's you, the default. You have become the ass man. Exactly. I, I am the ass man. So the elders of the Samoan dynasty sent Solo Sokoa to assist Roman Reigns. And Roman brings Solo Sokoa forward and he's like, look, the elders might have sent you, but you answer to me now. So acknowledge me. Like really quite like intimidating Solo Sokoa. And he's like, I do. I acknowledge you. And he goes, all right, sweet. And then just like gives him a hug. He's like, okay, cool. Yeah, we're, we're cool now. That's fine. You can do that. I really like this. Because mm. again, a lot of people had an issue with the fact that, oh, Roman Reigns' title is being saved by his cousin again. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different character than we've seen from either of the Usos. Jey Uso had to be beaten into submission to acknowledge Roman Reigns. Jimmy Uso had to be like coerced into doing it mm-hmm. after just being like, Nah, Jay's better than you. Like, come on, yeah. Jay. Jay's in line. It took a lot more, and Solo walks right in and be like, no, I'm here to protect you. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge you. You are the leader. It's just a different dynamic, and mm-hmm. I like that. And speaking of different dynamics, mm-hmm. this means that everyone got a chance to speak, except for Sami Zayn. And, like, the segment ended. You know, they embraced. He acknowledged Roman Reigns. They embraced, and they were going to walk off. Music plays. And I was like, that's a weird opening segment. Like, this feels like the natural follow-up to Clash at the Castle. But that was two weeks ago. So mm. I was like, this feels a little bit out of place. That's a weird time to do this segment. But then Sami Zayn gets the microphone, and I'm like, all's forgiven. Because um, then he goes, uh, actually, I've, I've got something to say. Can we can we cut the music? And I was like, Sami Zayn is cutting Roman Reigns' music. Do you want to die? Um, and he's like, you know, well, I would also like to publicly acknowledge my tribal chief. And Roman just like looks at him. He's like, look, Sami, I love you, but why are you talking right now? What? Why are you tag- Why are you wearing our shirt? Why are you here? What do you want, Sammy? And Sammy's like, uh-oh, I done effed up. And he says, in fact, I want you to take that shirt off right now. And Sammy's like, but it's my, but it's my bloodline shirt. <laughs> I've only got one. I've only got one. I can't, I can't take this off. Um, and Jey Uso is amped up, screaming off mic to be like, let's go! And he's like <laughs> waiting to just like pounce on Sammy because he's like, finally, he's been kicked out of the bloodline. Roman yells at Jay to rip Sammy's shirt off, which he does. Rips the shirt off Sammy. And Sammy's there just like, I can't believe I'm being kicked out of the bloodline. And Roman says, I never want you to wear that shirt again. Do you hear me? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, 
because I've got you a new one. Ah! Chucks him a new t-shirt that says the honorary oos Sami Zayn on it. I love this segment so much because then Sammy's just like puts on the t-shirt, is ecstatic, goes in, hugs Roman, does his handshake with Jimmy, hugs Solo, tries to do something with Jay, and Jay's like, no, thank Jay you. Jay is now just downtrodden mm-hmm. up against the ropes. He was like, I thought we were through with this. Yeah, I thought Sammy like, was out. He was so happy mm-hmm. for Sammy to be getting it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it was just like, ah, Sammy, I got you. We mm-hmm. got you a new shirt. Yeah. And Jay is not down with this. Again, it's the nuanced storytelling that we had been looking for from this storyline for like a year. Mm-hmm. And we're getting it in spades. Oh, God, this was so good. Because this gave us the tease of the bloodline turning on Sammy. Mm-hmm. Which is, I would hope, where we're going. And it gives us a little tease, and people were super into Sami Zayn on this as well. People were chanting his name through the whole thing. The, the weird thing is, they're really chanting for Sami when he's against the bloodline. And then when he got included more in the bloodline, like, yeah, good for Sami! Yeah. Woo! People just love Sami to be happy. I think there is a feeling that this storyline is good. Mm. You know, yeah. like people are watching it and they're they're excited to see the next chapters in the mm. story. Of course, there is a large portion of it that that Sami Zayn is doing some of the best work he's done on the main roster yeah. right now. Like this, 100%. this run of his has been fantastic. He's played his part to perfection. All of them have. But I feel like there is something where it's just like he gets part of this heel group, but everyone's just like, yeah, plot progression. Mm-hmm. Not in those words in their mind, of course, but. They like seeing the advancement in this story. I think, mm-hmm. personally, watching this, I was like, oh, I really hope they don't just turn on him and kick him out right now. Like, I'm yeah. not done having fun yet. Exactly. But yeah. the fact that they're teasing it, mm-hmm. that, that's enough. That's mm-hmm. enough of what you need to do, because, again, you're furthering things. This is not going to last forever. Mm-hmm. This, The hammer is going to fall, but not yet. Mm-hmm. And the relief of... Ah, but we got you another shirt. Ah, I saw so much positive reaction to this online. Mm -hmm. It was fun. And then they followed it up later in the show with more segments. And I love those segments too. Yeah. I mean, we might as well talk about it now. Um, But that opening segment gave me such a good feeling because I was like, Oh, I feel like this opening segment's a bit a bit dull, you know? They haven't really said much. It felt like a pretty typical Bloodline <laughs> segment to start, where it's just like Paul Heyman's going to talk mm-hmm. about, this is Roman Reigns, and he's mm-hmm. the best, and they're the Usos, and they're the best, and, yep. and we are the Bloodline, and acknowledge the Tribal Chief, and the yeah. same promo we've heard for the last year. Exactly. And if the music had just played and that was it, I'd be like, nah, it's just, it, whatever. It's a rerun segment. But yep. then we got the actual segment here and made it all worth it. Oh, it's so, so good. And then later on, Sami Zayn was backstage and now he's like barking commands at people backstage. He's taking more authority. Now that he's the honorary use, an actual part of the bloodline, he's barking around this guy who got some food wrong or whatever and he goes off. Mad Cat Moss and Ricochet go up to him and be like, what the hell, man? You used to be like, I mean, you're kind of the same. You're like obnoxious and stuff, but like you've changed. Like what's going on? I was really hoping they were going to be like, bro, you used to be so nice and everything. And I was like, what, five years ago? (laughs) But they didn't say that. No. It it helped. Yeah. They were like, why are you trying to get in with the, this is weird. Like it's even weird, even for you. Like this is weird that you're doing this. But before they can even properly insult him, Solo Sokoa comes out of nowhere and beats up Madcap Moss and Ricochet. And I'm like, that wasn't even under like Sammy's instruction or anything. That was Solo just t- going out of his way to protect Sami Zayn. 
And it really like cemented that no, Sammy is in the bloodline now. That mm. is, he's actually in it. He's a protected member of that group. He's not expendable anymore. I love it. And the fact that it was just Solo Sokoa that did it as well. Yep. Another little factor into it as well. So many layers. I love it. It's a beautiful story. Again, you see the motivation of everyone involved. And I love that. Mm -hmm. You see Sami Zayn being like, yeah, all of a sudden now he has some backup. Mm -hmm. He has a reason to be doing all of this. It's not just, you know, to be rolling with the cool kids and, and you know, be posing along with, with the guys that run the show. Like, no, he's got someone watching his back now. Mm -hmm. There's a reason for everything happening. And needless to say, that was not the case in WWE for a very long time. No. But with this storyline, I understand everyone's motivations. And that is just wonderful. Yeah, so good. wonderful stuff. So so good. Yeah, this ga this gave me the warm fuzzy feelings that I get from good stories. Yeah, and that's this. Yes, more please. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Have to get 30 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20 20, 20 bit to get 20 20, bit to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know it's all about your balls! Manscaped, baby! 
you know it's time to shave your balls! Manscaped, baby! Manscaped is the name. Performance package is the game. Lawn Mower 4.0. Waterproof cordless steal the show. Great deal. 20% off your order from your friends. Here at WrestleTalk, we love thee. Use the code WTTV. Free international shipping. We even get yourself two free gifts with the weed whacker for your nose. Because it's not just about your balls. Manscaped, baby. You know it's time to shave your balls. Treat yourself, baby! That's right, you can get 20% off your order and free international shipping at manscaped.com forward slash WTTV. That's 20% off your order, free international shipping, manscaped.com forward slash WTTV. Um, shall we get in to see what some of you guys think? Send in your ultra chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. So we're going to go through all the ones that are five US bucks and up by the time the show goes off the air. Starting off with Hannah Allen. They said, lovely peeps. I was so in my feelings with Roman playing Sammy. This selling was remarkable. I felt so much for Sammy in those darker moments. Jay liking it a bit too much, lol. Then 180 and honorary oos. I'm not crying. You're crying. Ugh. Chef's kiss. LIW444 life. Thank you so much, Hannah. I genuinely, I didn't see that twist coming. I thought they were going to turn on Sammy. And I was like, it's a weird time to do it, but yeah. all right, okay. And I was like, oh, it's actually a little bit anticlimactic. I wanted them to like get physical with him. I didn't want it to be over a t-shirt, you know, like. Eh, sort of. And then they did the, the turn and I was like, oh, that makes so much more sense. This is so yeah. much better. It, it needs to build to something. Because yes. as it was framed here, like it, it was about t-shirt and it was like last week, Sami Zayn disrespected Paul Heyman mm. by saying like, oh, you're not the one to handle this. Let me handle this. Mm -hmm. And Paul Heyman's like, okay, you do mm -hmm. that. That to me is not enough to kick him out of the bloodline. Yep. Like you need to either have him like lose for them on at war games or be integral in some way to nearly costing Roman Reigns the championship or something like that. Or being a factor in how the Usos lose their tag titles or something right. like that. It, it needs to be significant, mm. not just like kind of a throwaway line in a promo from a week ago. Exactly. It needs yeah. to be a big thing that breaks up this act. Exactly. Uh, but that turn, the tease, mwah, perfect. Uh, Buggy said, uh, that segment was fantastic. I actually got a bit emotional. Here's some Canadian dollars, LIW for life. Thank you for those Canadian dollars. We'll accept them, unlike Luke and Ollie, who Ooh. hate them. Uh, Dr. Hook Nolan Evans says, Hello, gents. Just wanted to say I love everything you guys do. What a family. I also love Sami Zayn. I was genuinely sad when Roman started to see mad at Sami, but the fake out was amazing. I think I want the honorary Oose shirt. Jam that jam. Honestly, I'm tempted. <laughs> I'm tempted. I don't remember the last time I bought a WWE shirt, I'll be yeah, honest. I know, right? But, man, we're, we're there. I'm there where I, I kind of want one now. Uh, 
Um, we'll get into the rest of them later on. Keep sending in your ultra chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll go through all of those later on. Uh, but for now, let's get in, into reviewing the rest of SmackDown. Which, after that really great opening segment, which I could not get enough of, we then got Liv Morgan versus Lacey Evans. And I was like, welcome back, Lacey. Sure. Okay. Yeah, they were, she was on <coughs> SmackDown, like couple weeks ago oh i don't think i watched that one no you were off it was like they did the five-way match uh to determine the number one contender Mm. for live and oh is she in that yeah she just got beaten like immediately or whatever because it wasn't a match it was just Mm. ronda tapped everybody out that's right another yeah yeah yeah. so she's been around but so the the story of this match that they were trying to put over is that Liv Morgan doesn't have a killer instinct. Liv Morgan can't be extreme. So when extreme. she when she has her extreme rules match against Ronda Rousey, she's going to struggle. Which, I don't like the story, especially because they've done it before. Mm-hmm. But it is a story. And I'm, I'm, I'm okay with them trying to tell a story. Because it, it might be better than the last time they did it. The problem comes, for me, when Lacey Evans... Takes literally the entire match. Yeah. And I I do mean the entire match. Liv did not get a single move in for the entirety of the match until she hit her finisher. And that was it. On commentary, they're like, well, Evans has been more extreme in this match. I'm like, what are you talking? No, she hasn't. She's wrestled a match. Like, it's just a normal She's match. She's just out-wrestling your champion. Exactly. She's just out-wrestling the champion. And it's nothing to do with killer instinct or anything like that. She's just wrestling and wrestling better than Liv Morgan but because the commentary said that she's been more extreme I guess that means it's real now and then Lacey Evans went to go get a kendo stick Liv dodged it and then hit the oblivion and then won yeah not how I would book this not good I would call it not good Uh, your champion looked bad she looked like a bad wrestler and she got out wrestled by Lacey Evans who got immediately tapped out by Ronda Rousey as you just told me and who hasn't been around and is not a featured performer at all. It makes your champion look bad. That's a bad segment. Yeah. Not a fan. I, I enjoyed what happened afterwards with an asterisk next to it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yes. You know, like, the spot that everyone's going to be talking about with this is, of course, Liv Morgan jumping off the top rope, doing a senton through a table through Lacey Evans. and mm. Absolutely knocking out the cameraman while she did. 100%. That was a very cool visual. One of the better table spots that I've seen in a very long time, Mm. especially compared to the ones that were on Rampage this week. But I think there was a much easier way to get to all of this that would have made your champion look a little bit better because, again, Lacey Evans didn't do anything after the match to warrant a further beatdown, which it doesn't matter to a lot of people, like the babyface heel thing. But to me, I don't want to see Liv Morgan, like, continuing a beatdown with a weapon after a match unprompted. Mm -hmm. That, to me, is a step off. So, if I was to put my booking cap on, it doesn't have to be with Lacey Evans. But have this be, like, a short-ish match. Liv Morgan takes most of it, wins. And then after the match, like, she's holding up her belt, holding up her belt, and... Lacey Evans at that point rolls out of the ring, grabs the kendo stick, rolls back in the ring, whacks Liv in the back, and she's like, mm, turns around and like makes eye contact, like, no, mm-hmm. you don't do that to me, grabs the stick, then hits Lacey Evans mm-hmm. with it, and then does the table spot. Yeah. Something that would prompt a response like that without her having to lose most of the match before getting what seemed like a fluky pin. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think there's just a better way to do all of this. A hundred percent. I. 
completely agree with what you said. And also, I feel like the story was told via the commentary team, right? not anything that's happened in the feud so far. If Ronda Rousey had mentioned to her before, you know, in like the sit down interview bit or whatever, and been like, you have no killer instinct. You want mm. an Extreme Rules match with me? <laughs> you can't hang in this kind of match. And she's like, no, I can. She's like, all right, prove it. Right. And then she goes out and proves it and shows that killer instinct. That's a good story. Mm. That's fine. And like you said, I think a lot of people don't care about the babyface heel stuff. I do. Just makes it look like a bad babyface when she's just like, well, there's a kendo stick and there's a person, so <laughs> better use it. Um, it felt very uh, forced to show that killer instinct that the commentary we were talking about. I sure prefer this over Bailey being scared of the Ugh. stick. But that was like an all-time horrible segment. That was terrible. So yeah. anything would be better than that. Yeah. But you know. Um, but the sentence on the table was nice. Yes. So great, great spot. It, mm. it made for a great clip on Twitter that yes. would get shared around and what most people will remember most. 100%. So yeah. that part was a success, but the journey getting there, I thought, could yeah. be better. Uh, Hit Row the Street Profits and Shinsuke Nakamura just hanging out backstage. I'd hang out with them. Promoting the show. You know. Cool. This this was unrelated to this episode, but it was like a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. the Hit Row and Street Profit stuff, mm. which ties into this week on Raw. Boy, WWE, they're just like smoking weed now, like on these shows, like <laughs> like Finn Balor <laughs> on Raw when they were in California, just like, oh yeah, I keep hearing about this California love. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna bowl them up, smoke them mm-hmm. up. I was like, what is going on? Here? <laughs> I mean, fair play, yeah. absolutely, I'm with you. But like, when did this change happen? Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Uh, we then had that Sami Zayn backstage segment that we mentioned before. We got an Usos video package about their title reign, and which was good. It kind of put over their titles a little bit more and kind of gave like a slight glimpse into the possibility of the Brawling Brutes winning the tag titles later. Mm-hmm. It was good. And also, as part of this thing, they said that there's only two title reigns that are longer than the Usos right now, and that's Demolition and The New Day. And I was like, I feel like that's been mentioned for a reason, you know? Yeah. I could totally see They're when they gonna get... going to defend them against Demolition. Yes, that's it, Tempest. You nailed it in one. Uh, that when they get to, right before they beat The New Day's record, They'll have a match against the New Day. Yeah. And the New Day will be fighting not only for the tag titles, but for their record yep. at the same time. And I think that's fun if they want to do that. I like that. I My thought process with all of this, because I remember that New Day run. Mm. And that New Day run was far too long. Mm. It was unfortunate that, like, I remember they they wrestled, like, the Good Brothers at SummerSlam, and it kind of felt like, oh, the Good Brothers have just come into the, the company, they probably should be tag champions, mm-hmm. and, you know, it felt like a natural progression, and then they didn't do that, and then they continued to not lose the titles, mm. and they went up against, like, the bar the first time, and the bar was, like, really hot, but they didn't do it, and they had, like, Kofi cost them a match by DQ, and everyone went, wait, what? The New Day's cheating to get out of Mm -hmm. the title defense and it felt like we're just stretching this out to break the record yeah doesn't quite feel the same way this time no where granted not a lot has happened with these tag titles the last year not a lot Mm -hmm. some stuff yeah winning a second set of tag titles helps but at this point i'm like 
No, yeah, I'm not like immediately still wanting the Usos to lose these tag titles. I'm not waiting for them to get to the mm -hmm. next thing. I'm curious. I still think that whoever beats them for it is going to be like a really big deal mm -hmm. and should be treated as a big deal. Like if it was the Brawling Brutes on this show, I'd be like, that's stupid. Mm -hmm. But then it wasn't. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to the progression of all of this and seeing who ends up taking it off of them. I'm still hoping for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn personally, but I'm not over it like I was over the New Day who were just mm. holding on to them to break the record and then literally lost it on the next available show. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to get that. They might just set a new record of like 500 days. Yeah. Just keep going. I'm not waiting for it to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, we then got a clip of Shawn Michaels winning the 95 Rumble. For some reason. It's bad Rumble. All right. That Rumble is ass. I'll take your word for it. I've not seen it. Um, but... Another little thing that made me think they might be doing that New Day match was they played that video package, including the New Day. Then we had the New Day do their entrance for mm -hmm. their match against Maxwell Mayo Models. I was like, is that intentional? Maybe. Maybe. Mm, this was a quick match. New Day won. Max Dupree was annoyed afterwards. Sure was. This suit is too tight too, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get out of his suit. Right. But he tried. It, it feels like we're building to the return of LA Knight, which yep. I think is going to be welcomed by most. I think so. They could still do the maximum male models thing. You've got Maxine Dupree who like will fill that role just fine. Hundred percent. You know, yep. and you—that's another guy that you can then have on SmackDown, just being a a solid singles mm -hmm. guy who can cut promos. Yeah, we need more of those guys. Hundred percent. Uh, we got a, a video package about Braun Strowman and Otis. Then we got that match. Braun Strowman is now the monster of all monsters. That's what he's calling himself now. Cool. Yep. Uh, Strowman won with the power bomb. This went longer than I thought, and Otis got in a lot more offense than I thought. Mm -hmm. That was about it. I didn't really okay. have much else to say about uh, this. There was match. nothing really to this. I yeah. felt like the fans watching this, like how last week when he did the the world's strongest slam and Braun Strowman just immediately no sold it, and it was just kind of like, no, oh. no, yeah. Felt like they did that one step back from the edge mm -hmm. where he hit it and. Braun kicked out, but he kicked out, like, right at two. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, one, two, kick out. It was like, one, kick out. Yeah. Everyone's like, come on. Yeah. It's like when Diesel kicked out of Shawn Michaels' big WrestleMania offense flurry for the WWE title, and everyone went, piss off. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, let us suspend our disbelief. That mm -hmm. was impressive. It's a big thing. We want to be into it. Yeah. Maybe they weren't thinking that hard about it or anything, because again, it's Otis and Braun it's Strowman. Strowman. It's very yeah. clear who, which of these two is going to be pushed. Yeah, exactly. You know? so it doesn't really matter, but I didn't think much of this match. There wasn't no. much to it. 100%. Uh, we then had the Brawling Brutes backstage, where Sheamus revealed that in two weeks' time, on the season premiere of SmackDown, it's which is the go-home show for Extreme Rules. It's always just funny to me. Just like I, this season, the season premiere of a show that never stops. Literally, we're calling this a season premiere because it's this time of the year. Yeah. It's just, there's actually no seasons, but we're just going to call it a season premiere. Just stop doing that. Um, he's going to face Gunther again for the mm -hmm. Intercontinental Championship. It's going to be a great match. I'm sure it'll be great. Why are they doing it, though? Because it was a great match. Yeah, that is, that is the reason, isn't it? Yeah. It, it went well, so we'll do it again. Yeah. Which is just not how wrestling works, really. Because yeah. a lot of stuff is really good and special because it happened once. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm not against seeing it again. I just think it's a little soon. 
I agree. It is too soon. You know, it's the sort of thing where, like, I would really have loved these two to, like, square off in the Royal Rumble. Mm, yeah, and that would get, cool. And that's the first time that they really cross paths ever since this. Yes. You know? That, that, that sort of moment is, like, it's a nice tease, and then they can come back together, like, right after WrestleMania or whatever you want to do. Yeah, 100%. That would have been much better. And it's also, I think, just a lack of reason why. He's like, well, I'm fighting yeah. again. It's like, why? He beat you. Like, yeah. No reason for another match, but okay, sure. Um, we then had Drew oh, McIntyre. We're here. Drew this McIntyre show then drives <laughs> off a cliff. Sure does, doesn't it? <laughs> Drew McIntyre comes oh, out to Matthew announce. Has his work cut out for. <laughs> Drew McIntyre comes out and announces that him versus Cross at Extreme Rules will be a strap match. Boo! <laughs> it better just be that they're tied together and not playing red light, green light. Yeah, that would be bad. Touch the four corners of the ring. This is a match in which you cannot escape from me carrying cross. We're going to be tied together in a match that is most designed to inflict pain and also play a Mario Party minigame. <laughs> so dumb. It's Let's never go. good. It's never good. Show no. me one good red light, green light match. All the good matches where they're tied together are like the dog collar match, mm -hmm. where it's just a violent match. Yeah, you are tied together, and you beat each other up. That's fine. Yeah. But anyway, we'll see how it plays out stream. It's the Triple H era. Might change yeah. things up. Who knows? I hope so. I yeah. hope Triple H hates the strap, the red light, green light. Yes. Yeah. yeah, maybe he specifically did this so he can instill his new rules for a strap match. Fingers crossed. Yeah, that would be if great. If he does, my hat comes off to mm. you, Triple H. Absolutely. I will raise my glass to you, sir. So, he announces it's a strap match. Karen Cross's music hits. Scarlet starts walking down. Cross attacks McIntyre from behind. Not very effectively, because McIntyre immediately gets the upper hand yep. and just starts beating him up. Throws him into the ring post. Gets the strap around Cross's wrist and puts it on his wrist. It's like, that's what's going to happen at the pay-per-view. And then he like does a big boot, beats up Cross a bunch, just like consistently beats him up. Cross gets out the ring and tries to go away, and he's like, nope, you're strapped to me, pulls him back he in. He beats him up to the point where I was like, well, you don't need to have the match now. <laughs> right, You've yeah. had your revenge now. Yeah, literally. So he just beats him up a lot, goes to beat him up some more, but Scarlet gets in the way. He's like, no, don't. And Drew's like, what should I do, crowd? And looks away, and while he does, Scarlet gets... The flash paper, and as he turns around, she throws a fireball at him. At him is generous. <laughs> In his vague direction, she throws a fireball, misses him completely, not even close to his face. Misses him to the point where he couldn't sell it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was and just kind of like, "Whoa!" They they had to improvise with it. He couldn't sell it, so then he hit like a spine buster on Cross. Tried to beat him up again, following a fireball. Still didn't work because Drew was on top still, so he looks like even more of a chump. He hits a spine buster onto Cross. Scarlet then punches him in the dick, and that works. So finally, after Scarlet interference and a fireball that didn't work, a punch to the dick is all it takes. And then Cross stood up and looked like he was going to walk out and be like, oh, yeah, I'm great. It's like, you didn't do anything in this segment. But then he goes back in, locks in the Cross jacket, and is like, I'll see you at Extreme Rules. And then he's trying to be all like dominating and stuff. It's like, you just got your ass handed to you, my dude. Like, you don't look intimidating right now. Every person in this segment looked worse coming out of it than going in. This was like a wrestle crap mm. segment. This goes into the next book. Hands down. <laughs>
This like, was not good. Some sometimes things just go. Not to mention, we brushed over this. Mm. The strap mm. could have taken it off. <laughs> it was so it was, loose. It was the loosest strap I've <laughs> ever seen in my life. Yeah. It might as well have been as loose as this belt <laughs> is around my arm here. Like nothing about this segment was good. It wasn't good. No. And I get that things go wrong from time to time, but this was comically bad. It was. And also, don't do fireballs. I yeah. just don't like them. There you go. Didn't like it when Jericho did it. Didn't like it when, when Scarlet did it here. Didn't like it any of the other times it's been done, really. Just don't like fireballs. It just looks dumb. Mm, fireballs, yum. <laughs> it's a thing where it needs to look perfect in order for it to work. Mm. And you just don't have much control over the situation when you're doing it. Exactly. If you can do it, again, as I said in the office when you were watching the mm. show, if you can do this on a taped show and make sure that you can get a good shot of it and make sure that it does look fairly decent then maybe, yeah, you can do it. I don't have a problem with, like, the fireball thing. It's like an old-school southern wrestling thing, and I typically like those kind of angles. Oh, this one was bad. My, my, my other thing is that I feel like they're not going to try to say that it was flash paper and she made fire. I'm, I'm worried that they're going to say, like, she made fire. Oh, she's a witch. She's a firebender. Yeah. Now, like, I'm worried that that's the direction they're going to go because Cross is already a bit spooky. Mm. So I worry that this is supernatural. I hadn't considered that. Yeah, this has made me go like, oh, no. I hadn't looked at this and thought witchcraft. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little too taken aback by how stupid it was. Yeah. That is a little concerning, I'm mm. not gonna lie. Yeah. Not gonna lie, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little bit worrying, but we'll see. Oh um, boy. We then had Dakota Kai versus Raquel Rodriguez. And this was very quick. Shotzi came out uh, midway through, beats up some people, bit of a distraction. Raquel rolled up Dakota. And then there was a brawl afterwards, wasn't there, Tempest? Yeah, sure was. There was Pete. a brawl afterwards. There sure, uh, I want to be positive about these shows, because there is obviously improvement over what we oh, had seen. Hugely. Other than the Bloodline stuff and like the cool spot from Liv and other smaller things here and there, I did not think this episode of SmackDown was very good. I would have and to agree. This segment, following the WrestleCrap Extraordinaire segment that we'd just seen, this match I didn't think was very good. They made a brief mention on commentary that these two have history in NXT, but in general, it wasn't. it's not the point of any of this. And it doesn't have to be, but it's something there. So that when I see a match like this, then go the way that this one does, I was like, well, there's more there that you could be doing. You know, if, if, if instead of doing the NXT stuff, you did something that was better, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have any problem with it. Absolutely. But you're already pinning one of these tag champions, which these tag belts have meant less than diddly dick since like WrestleMania 2019. I think they've meant diddly dick since they were introduced. It was, they were kind of cool, like, the night that they were introduced. Sure. They were a big deal for Sasha and Bailey when they won them. Sure. After that, yeah, it's been a rough go. And I was really hoping that with the reintroduction of these belts, that they'd be taken a little bit more seriously, that just some sort of emphasis was going to be put on them. And we were already just beating one of the champions, just for no reason whatsoever. Mm -hmm. 
And then add in the fact that this brawl was horrendously bad. I was don't good. I don't want to be harsh to some people. I think Shotzi could go back to NXT for a bit. Mm. You know? Like this brawl that she had with I think it was EO was really bad. Mm. <laughs> like just bad punches. They were getting in each other's way. And it was like we kind of like forget about each other for a second and then be like, no, we have to keep going for another little bit and throw you out of the ring and just, it was a mess. Mm. It was a mess. And I still don't know why Shotzi's involved in any of this. We haven't you been know? told, but she's a baby face now. All we've been told is that, oh, damage controls made a lot of enemies. Mm-hmm. I failed to see how, like I get there the heels and everything, but I don't know. This... This was not the best night for SmackDown, and we had two, like, the two worst segments that I've seen on this show, probably since Triple H took mm-hmm. over, and they were, like, back-to-back. They were back-to-back as well, which did yeah. not Did help. not help my mood. <clears throat> and then there was this other bit as well, where, earlier in the night, where Hit Row were doing their party? Were they hosting? Yeah. Sure. Um, the, uh, Los Atharios came up, and they got rejected by B-Fab, and they were like, get, get out of here. Uh, they then came in and super-kicked Hit Row. I didn't know it was Los Atharios because I couldn't tell because of the bad yeah. lighting and the bad camera work until they then announced, next week it's Hit Row versus Los Atharios. I guess it was them that did that. Also not great. I'm like, just fix this stuff, you know? Yeah, it, this was a, a smaller bit where I could just kind of like forget about it if, mm-hmm. again, it wasn't in a row of the That's other exactly bad it. things. That's exactly it's it. It's a lot more forgivable when it's a one-off rather than three in a row. Exactly, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, but then... We had the main event. Thank God. The main event was the Brawling Brutes versus the Usos for the tag titles. Very fun match. This was awesome. I really like this match. Very, very fun stuff from both teams. I just like the fact that Pete Dunne is wrestling. Yeah. And he's Pete Dunne. I know he's still called Butch, but he's Pete Dunne really. He's got the hair. He wrestles like Pete Dunne. Exactly. Yeah. He, he's Pete Dunne when he wrestles. And that's the most important bit to me. Uh, I thought this was really, really great. There were so, so many like fun spots in this one. So many great near falls. Uh, not necessarily loads that I bought into because I never really bought Brawling right. Brutes winning, but there's a lot of very, very fun stuff where you could suspend your disbelief for a second and be like, oh, that's a really good near fall. Like, that's that's fun. Mm-hmm. Really good stuff where Brawling Brutes came back in. They hit like a big tag team finish and stuff like that. Uh, Usos uh, did like a double super kick to Pete Dunne as he did a moonsault. Very nice. Like really, really fun spots going back and forth for ages. Then Sami Zayn got desperate because the Usos hadn't won yet. So he went and grabbed the chair, uh, but then he gets stopped by Sheamus on the outside uh Seamus doesn't want him to use the chair and then Imperium come out of nowhere and jump Seamus uh all three of them that is uh which then distracts uh Rich Holland and Butch they come out to protect Seamus get super kicked by the Usos drag back in 1D Usos retain fun stuff yep big fan love this great stuff man you remember it was like a few months ago where Butch wrestled Drew McIntyre and it was like a minute mm. and it was just like an absolute nothing match and I was like, oh, it's Pete Dunne and Drew McIntyre. That should be like four and a half stars. Just let him wrestle for 20 minutes. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting to see Pete Dunne wrestle for 20 minutes, and it's great yeah. every time. Yeah. It just, ah, it's it's all you really need. Like, the talent on SmackDown is there. You just have needed to give them chances to get in the ring and have matches. Yeah. And lo and behold, you put them in the ring, you have the matches, and it's really good. It's really good. That's how it works. I want more of these kind of things because, again, the Usos haven't felt like that important of tag champions other than the fact that they're involved in the most important act on the show. Yes. 
the tag title run has needed more title defenses that are like great matches. And we'll get them from time to time, like at Money in the Bank with the Street Profits. But if you got them like maybe once a month on TV, it would just elevate the whole reign that much more. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're going to see more of that as they get to get closer to this record-breaking date. Mm-hmm. This was a really good step. Yep. I really, really like this. And I like the fact that the two most important bits of the show they got right in the opener and the, the main event. Yep. That's good. Felt like pretty much everything else in between, though, I was like, mm, this isn't great. Yeah. At best, it was fine. Yeah, I like think. the New Day Maximum Male Models match was fine. It was there was fine. nothing wrong with it, but I do not remember a thing from it. Nope, not at all. Uh, yeah. And Same it's with like, like Strowman and Otis. Like, yeah, it was fine. Like, it was fine. Nothing bad. Then there was the bad stuff, and there was like the um, like the Liv Morgan stuff. I was like, it's okay, but I didn't like the booking. Yeah. A bit of it was w- bit weird. But they got them, the two most important bits right, and that's good. But I honestly, I cannot rate this higher than a five. Like, despite like, I love the Sami Zayn stuff. I love the Bloodline stuff. I think it's fantastic, and I love the main event. I thought it was great. We don't like rate a, anything like, higher than a five. Like, uh, did I say five? Yeah. I meant three. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I can't rate this higher than perfect. And I was like, no, no, I can't. I, I can't rate this higher <laughs> than a three out of five, yes. I believe is what I was supposed to say. I think this is like a low three. Yeah. I was going to say, the, the Bloodline stuff probably makes this like a low three. Yeah. But again, we're working, we're figuring out what this Triple H scale mm. is. Yes. And on the Triple H scale, this is not the best SmackDown I've seen. No. It's... Without the bloodline stuff, this would have been a two. Mm, quite comfortably, I think. Yeah. yeah. But thankfully, I mean, if, if you're taking out the opening segment and the main event, might be a one at that point. One, yeah, like really this was bad. a bad show in the middle of this, but mm. the opener and the main event were both like picture perfect stuff. Yes. So yeah, that, exactly. That just elevates the rest of the show, and I can't be mad at them for that. Absolutely. Just yeah. Tighten the rest of it up. Shall we talk about the other two hours of wrestling we <laughs> Rampage. watched? Rampage. Yeah. So this was Rampage, Rampage Grand Slam. This is um, Rampage, baby. It's the show that you've been waiting on, I'm reliably informed. Uh, so this had an extra hour this week because it's Grand Slam. Uh, so two hours that we're going to review now, which yeah, started off. This show finished at like 2.30 a.m. in the building. Woof. I'm not down with that. No. That has made me go like, I actually don't want to ever go to Grand Slam. No, that's too much. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. This rampage started off with House of Black versus Darby and Sting. And Sting. My first note for this is, well, this is a lot of fun, isn't it? Yeah. Because it was. It was. It was an ODQ match, and it was just them just doing a bunch of fun spots. Sting got put through two tables. Fun. They had uh, Darby do some dumb dives, and Buddy counted it. Fun. They, they did stuff on the stage. Fun. Uh, Brody King tried to choke him out and put him off the stage, but then he counted it. He like uh, he did a callback to the match, but then he thumbed his eye. Fun. They fell off the stage through a table. That's fun. Yeah. Just a lot of fun. It's a fun match. I I have not gotten tired of Sting just doing plunder matches. Mm. They're fun. Yeah. And it makes up for the fact that he can't do that much more than that. It doesn't have to because it works every time. Exactly, and it's and it's infrequent as well. Yes. If they did that like every week, every other week, it'd be like this is too much. Yeah. But they do it once every few months, and yeah. you're like, cool, I'm ready for another one. Every big market gets to see Sting one last time, mm. and that's cool. Yeah, I like that. That's nice. Uh, but then the finish of this match. Oh, Tempest! I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it to you in a second. I'm gonna throw it to you in a second. Let me let me say what happened first. They handcuffed Sting. And Buddy Matthews got his bat 
and he put him in a chair and he was going to bat him on the head. I don't know. Bonk. Send him to horny jail. And he's going to, uh, as he's going to do that, the lights go out. The great Musa comes ah! out for the save for Sting. Does the mist onto Buddy. Scorpion death drop. They win. Can't forget Julia Hart. Oh, can't forget the bump from Julia Hart, who missed the table entirely. Ow. That looked like that hurt. Horrifying bump. Yeah, not not a good bump, that one. Horrifying. But the great mood was on <laughs> AEW. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, there's there's not a whole lot else I could say about it other than just that, you know. That's that's just cool. This is a really cool thing, you know. I really wish I was at MSG uh, when they did the G1 mm. Supercard and the Great Muda came out as the last entrant in the uh, the Honor Rumble. Mm. Just because, like, I've gone back and watched that pop where it's like, there's music, there's music. Everyone's like, uh, what's going on? Oh, my, oh my God! God! The Great Muda! Yeah. It's it's really cool. Mm. Again, it's it's like, I really, really wish there hadn't been a pandemic involved. And, well, I guess there wasn't even a pandemic involved at that point, but, you know, there was AEW New Japan stuff. I really wish we could have gotten to see Jushin Liger on AEW before he mm. retired. Yeah. And we got to see the great Muda. That's pretty cool. Mm. And I'm really glad it happened in a segment with Sting, which, like, was kind of the point. Mm. I don't think it would have happened without the Sting bit, but it's, it's cool. It's a legend. It's an actual legend coming in and doing a thing. Uh, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge mark for that sort of thing. Like... Getting to see somebody one last time live before they retire and you're never going to get to see them again, most likely. That's pretty special. And there's not a whole lot, a lot of uh, matches left for the Great Muda. Mm. And we found out that Sting's going to be involved in his retirement match next year, which is neat. The retirement match that's called the the bye-bye. The bye-bye. <laughs> oh, love that. I love this. This tickled me. Yeah. This absolutely warmed the, the cold corners of my heart. Mm. After that, we got Hook and Action Bronson versus the the 2.0 guys from JAS. Uh, again, just a bit of fun. Yeah. Action Bronson did better than I thought he would. He would Hot not damn. be the worst wrestler on this roster. He really wouldn't. He, he did was, some good stuff. He's better than Satnam Singh. He did a pretty impressive running power slam. I was like, yeah, that looked good. He, and like safe and like great. He didn't look like someone having his first match. No, he really didn't. You know, I wouldn't like expect him to go 30 minutes with Brian Danielson or no. anything like that, but like he he looked like a competent wrestler. Well, he didn't take any bumps, but that's not the point. Yeah, he didn't have to sell at no. all, which helps a lot. Yeah. A lot it helps. Yeah. But still, in terms of just doing offense and having, all, granted it was all shoulder tackles and a running power slam and then the red rum, mm. but he did all those things well, did so I'm well. not docking any points off of him. He looked like Quick as well. Like, he's a yeah. big guy, but he was moving fast across that ring. It's yeah. nice. Uh, yeah, they, they did the double red rum for the win. Him and Hook locked in at the same time, which was cool. Everyone will see in my, my edited review of this, and this is not, like, the first time this has been spoken of by any means. A lot of people have said this. But AEW's integration of hip-hop and everything, I think, is a real strength of theirs. Mm. Like, it's getting to the point where it's not just an artist here or there that everyone kind of forgets about. It's like, no, this is a kind of a regular thing now mm -hmm. with like action. Bronson is not nobody, mm. you know, like pretty decent sized talent coming in to do stuff. And if you're trying to appeal to a wider audience and one that hasn't necessarily been serviced by WWE, this is a phenomenal way of doing it. And mm -hmm. I think they're doing this very well. 
I agree. Uh, we had Joshua's and Tony Nese versus Wardlow and Samoa Joe, which was quick. Bit of fun, though. Bit of fun. Wardlow and Samoa Joe won. Wardlow might have got an injury here. Uh, he was selling his leg. There's a report that he might have uh, got a leg injury here as well. That wouldn't be great. No. But you know what would be great? Another interim champion oh, if he sidelined. Oh, don't even say the word interim. I don't right. want to hear it. I'm just, I'm just saying yeah. it could happen. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they won pretty quick. They did uh, power bombs to Mark Sterling afterwards. Cool. It was a bit of fun, and I will say that seeing Josh Woods and Wardlow hit like throwing belly to belly suplexes on one another is very impressive. That is fun. I saw I, uh, I saw backup hang uh, backup hangman on Twitter say that like. You do not get the real sense of how big and impressive these guys are unless mm. you're there live. Yeah. Like Samoa Joe, Josh Woods, Wardlow. These are big, beefy boys. Mm -hmm. and I I want to see more of War Joe. I think that's a really fun pairing. I yeah. would not be upset if like months, I don't know how long this thing is going to last, but if they got like a little run as like unstoppable monster tag champions, I think that's fun. That is cool. I'm into it. Yeah. Um, we had Jungle Boy Jack Perry. You have to remember the Jack Perry now because mm -hmm. they're really trying to put over that his name is Jack Perry. Get away from the Jungle Boy. Versus Ray Phoenix. They're never going to call him Jungle Man. And it is <laughs> better this way because that is dumb. It is very stupid. But I wanted to laugh at it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got really close there for a yeah. minute. Yeah. We got really close, but no, they went like the good route. Yeah. Way to go, AEW. They called him a good. real name. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, once again, my first note for this is bit of fun. This a lot one. of fun this was. Yeah. So this, this started off bit of fun, and it ended up was like, oh, actually, a lot of fun. Oh, this is much better. Uh, so this was the kind of match you'd expect when you pair Jungle Boy and Ray Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Very flippy. Very acrobatic. Loads of like big choreographed spots. And they kind of just didn't do that in this match. What they did instead is they just slapped each other yeah. really hard. A lot. And that was the whole match and I was into it. Like there was a bit of, you know, uh, their normal style creeping and stuff like of course. that. But they just had like a lot of sequences of them just slapping the crap out of each other. And then them just firing up and just doing you know proper like hockey fight, like oh, all this stuff. I was like, I'm really into this. This is great. Uh... So now we come to the finish. Maybe I'm just like a normie. Maybe I am too, you know, conditioned by sports entertainment or whatever. Mm. I didn't like the roll up finish. Interesting. I thought if the story was going to be Jungle Boy is going to get up. He's trying to progress in the singles rankings now. That's his thing. That's his mission is he's now he's a singles wrestler. Now his journey begins as a singles wrestler. I would have thought that giving him a solid win here against a tag wrestler would have been a good thing to do. Mm. And I know it is still a solid win because he, he won legit. I don't know why a roll-up feels cheap to me, but it does. And maybe that's just me. Yeah. I don't have as much of an issue with it. Again, there's the, the problem that, you know, this is now a trios champion who's just losing their match. Well, yeah, there is that. I'm not going to harp on WWE beating Dakota Kai, who's just won the women's tag titles, and then not harp on AEW for doing the same thing for the trios champion. I, I will be honest. I forgot he was a trios champion. Yeah. That being said, I the way I try to look at a lot of like the hierarchy of, of these guys in AEW is sort of like, okay, 
and this this might just be me, but I like to look at it where like have they won like big singles titles in the past? Mm-hmm. That's sort of like a proving ground type thing where that does put people above. That's why like I wasn't that surprised when I saw Kyle O'Reilly beating a lot of people mm-hmm. earlier this year. Yeah, like in the Owen Hart Cup and everything. It's like that's a former Ring of Honor World Champion. Yeah. That is a guy who's done it. He is a proven singles wrestler. So while he might not have the standing in AEW against someone like a Jungle Boy Mm -hmm. or whoever, I forget who he beat in that tournament, but even though he doesn't have that, he has still proven it elsewhere, and that's still very important. Mm. Whereas you get guys that might be closer to each other like this, like a Jungle Boy and a Ray Phoenix, who Ray Phoenix has obviously won titles in AAA and stuff like that, but he hasn't been like, Ring of Honor World Champion, TNA Heavyweight Champion, WWE Champion, what have you, IWGP Heavyweight Champion, then it might be a little bit more even Mm -hmm. with these guys. They're closer to each other on the totem pole than other people with a bigger discrepancy. And when you're that close to each other, I'm not upset when it's just like, oh, it's a roll up and he sneaks a pin. Mm -hmm. You know, it it feels kind of realistic because I don't necessarily want him to be that much better than Ray Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. maybe at a certain point after he's won a TNT title or something like that, he can have a really decisive win. But I like that he is getting better and the, the getting better is in like increments. Yes. It's getting a little bit better every time. And I think they did a really good job in this match of making them feel like they were a very even pegging. Yeah. In that, you know, any other day, Ray Phoenix could have had this kind of thing, but Jungle Boy just got a better. And I understand that the roll up plays into that. But I was really into this match and I was like, damn, these spots are really good. They're going this thing. And then there was a roll up and I was like... Uh, I just didn't quite get like the, mm-hmm. you know, I was teased a lot and I just didn't get to the climax that I wanted, mm-hmm. you know? This that, match edged you. It sure did. Yeah, I think it would help a lot if uh, if Jungle Boy got like a impact finisher. Mm, yes, because you know? he's only got the snare trap. He's right got now. the snare trap, yeah. which is like, I, I love the move. Oh, I think it's, great. it's a good move, Yeah, but he needs something. Yes. You know, he needs a move that he can hit out of nowhere maybe and, and mm-hmm. then get the win. If he yep. doesn't have that, I think that would really help him. I would have thought that this would have been the match to introduce that That's personally, fair. but... That's fair. That's me. Um, uh, Christian Cage came out. Luchasaurus beats up Jungle Boy. Then Christian Cage cut a promo on him and just said, you need to end his ass for good. And then Luchasaurus hit a choke slam. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. Is that ending his ass for good? Probably not. No, I don't think so. I think he's going to come back next week. See, the difficult thing with all of this is Christian's not going to wrestle for like eight months yeah. or something. Yeah. How are you going to keep this going I for eight months? I don't want them to. I don't want... That's why, like, I was kind of baffled that they did what they did it all out a mm-hmm. little bit. Because, again, I understand that you want to have, like, a big blow-off match between the two. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's what this will lead to. It's what they've been building to for over a year. But I don't know what we do in the interim. Well, I think what they hinted at in the match is the right thing to do. Have Jungle Boy progress through the singles ranks. Yeah. Give him a little bit of a singles run by himself. Maybe float him around the TNT title area somewhere around there. You know, maybe he can even challenge for the world title, but lose or whatever. And he goes, kind of proves himself as a singles wrestler. And just when he's riding high is when Christian can come back m- mm-hmm. months down the line and be like, nope, you're still here and I will make you pay. I've not forgotten. Mm-hmm. But I think kind of separating them for now to bring them back later is a much better idea than trying to keep the plate spinning the whole time. Right. And I'm not saying Christian's going to be on the show like every single week. No, of course not. Means. 
But I am a little curious as to what we're going to do here, because I thought that that was the direction we were going, and we didn't necessarily need this segment. You know, mm -hmm. I thought that's where we had left things yes, after exactly. All Out. Yeah. This is just like, hmm, okay. Feels it's like we're the same. Yeah, we've run back the last chapter and just played it again, mm -hmm. sort of, like the let's lay out Jungle Boy and humil humiliate him type thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe they're going to go in a really creative direction that I've not thought of, and it'll be great, but... I don't know. I'm I'm curious. I'll give them slight benefit of the doubt here, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just tired of like Luchasaurus turning four times in this story. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, with no that. explanation really. Yeah. Yeah. Again, my idea that he's just primitive and can be easily influenced is still the best explanation still, I've heard. That's still it. You know, it's dumb, but it's the best thing I've heard. Yeah. Uh, speaking of dumb. We only have, technically, we're supposed to finish in six minutes' time. Yeah, right. Uh, if you could not talk for six minutes about the, f the finish of Eddie Kingston versus Shh. Sammy Guevara, that would be amazing, Tempest. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> because this match, Eddie Kingston versus Sammy Guevara, was a fine match. Yeah. I don't think it was anything too special, but it was fine. It was solid wrestling. Solid blow-off. Yeah. And Eddie Kingston so I thought. hit the back fist like three times, locked in the plum stretch, and he wins. Mm -hmm. Sammy Guevara's out. Ding, ding, ding. Everybody pops. Yay. New York, Arthur Ashe, Eddie Kingston wins. Everybody's happy. Oh, no. Eddie Kingston's not letting go of the plum stretch. Oh, here comes all the staff. Here comes Jerry Lynn and all the security that for some reason aren't touching him. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, senior referee Paul Turner has overturned this decision. Your winner, Sammy Guevara. I hate this finish. I hate it every time that TNA would do it in mm -hmm. the 2000s. I hate it now. It's so stupid. I understand that you can, you need to like punish the guy who's who's breaking some sort of rule. The, the stop being a dickhead rule. Leave your opponent alone after you've beaten him. That's what like a fine or a fine suspension. Does it. <laughs> so fine. That's what like a fine or a suspension and everything is for. The fact that you can just go like, you have beat him up too much and therefore you lose. That is stupid. <laughs> your, your combat sports contest is over. You have been declared the winner, but now because of something that happens after the match, we are going to say you actually lost that match. Like, there's precedent for stuff like that in like combat sports and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but that's like, you know, if someone like fails a drug test, something right. like that, you can overturn it, it, victory. Yes, it but... nullifies the win because you yes. find out later that they were cheating. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. But not like you have been aggressive on a wrestling product yeah. following a match because there are backstage brawls all the time like in when, wrestling. And when Khabib jumped into the crowd <laughs> after his fight, they didn't DQ him. <laughs> God, this... I hate this finish, and I hate it more because it means they're going to wrestle again. Yeah, it does. I've been watching Eddie Kingston and Jericho fight, like, since December. Yeah. I'm over it. So over it. Just. Please do something else. There's so many other things everyone could be doing. Yeah. I, I don't get this. No. I don't get why you would do this to Eddie Kingston in New York. Mm-hmm. Weird. Just it, sapping all the energy out of that room yeah. there was just like, that's your guy. And they yeah. have been very good about not beating their guys in their hometown. Yeah. This was baffling. Yeah, me. this was stupid because it felt like to me what they wanted was Sammy Guevara to win, but they wanted the pop of Kingston winning. And this is the solution they came up with. Just, it's like, just have Kingston win. Yeah. That's the solution. Yeah. Whatever. 
Diamante faced Jade Cargill. It was quick. It sure was. Jade Cargill won. Yep. Trina was there. Sure was. Trina went with Jade. Yep. Because she's cool and Diamante isn't. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we're going to see Trina ever again. Me neither. Maybe. They were backstage together. Maybe we'll get something, but... Who knows? Interesting one-off appearance, if not... Weird. Um... I that, like that Jade wins her matches decisively. Like she too. is that much better than this competition that she's coming up against. Mm-hmm. I just wish I it, knew who she was going to face. It, that would be it's nice, before. but when I think when she faces talent that are on a much more even pegging than her, she shouldn't win as decisively. I agree. I thought that Athena match was way too short. It's mainly the thing I'm referencing. Yeah. Uh, we then had the Battle Royal, the Golden Ticket Battle Royal, get a AEW World Championship match uh, where. We had oh so people. many people in this match. It's like twenty five people, I think. Damn, there was a lot of people. Uh, I really didn't enjoy the presentation of this match, where Hangman made his entrance, and then all of uh, AFO attacked Hangman, and then everyone else came out with no music, and then everyone was just brawling around ringside. Some people were in the ring. Roosh did like a tranquilo pose in the ring and then left, and then I was like. What is actually happening right now? Because I don't know. And I know it's supposed to be chaotic, but when it is just mindless, people are punching each other. I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. care. What's this progressing? What's the end goal of this? I don't understand. And it was like everyone that was involved in the match, plus all their faction members, like everybody was out there. It was it was a lot of people. Um, in amongst this is like, Dalton Castle's there. I'm like, yeah. that deserved its own little like moment that we don't get to see. But... Okay. Brian Cage was in this match. Brian Cage was in this match. It's his first AEW match in over a year. <laughs> For some reason. Okay. Chris Jericho said that seeing him was like seeing the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. I laughed. It was, it was just really odd. Yeah. You know? I, it was I a was, strange match. Honestly, I was very confused as to who was in the match and who wasn't when everyone was doing the brawl on, on the outside. And then I thought, this looks like a reverse battle royal. Because there were a few people in the ring, and everyone else was outside fighting like they were looking tr- to try and get in the ring. Yeah, I was like, "That's dumb." But anyway, the the referees restored order. I think everyone just stopped fighting. Mm-hmm. Then the bell rang, they and everyone the line, just they flicked the lights on and off. Until <laughs> yeah, <it stopped>. <laughs> <laughs> they rang the bell, and everyone just flooded into the ring, and then the match actually started. And again, this just felt like a lot of chaos and a lot of stuff that just wasn't given time to yeah. this is this is crampage baby and you know a lot of ari davari got eliminated i was like don't, i didn't know don't he was care in the match. you know and then you had like the reunion of matt hardy and private party where they eliminated people together and then they hugged but then they were immediately eliminated and then we move on to the next thing because we don't have time to actually celebrate that at all and it's like i know that's an undercard storyline and it hasn't really factored into a lot of things. But the fact that you give it no time then means that no one can care about it. Yeah. It's the same argument about like the women's division, you know? Like, oh, they don't draw, so we're going to give them less time. And it's like, well, that's just a vicious cycle. Then they obviously won't draw because you don't give them any time. Yeah, People can't invest. Prophecy. Exactly. So not giving any of these any of this stuff that's undercard time to shine and be in the spotlight means that then no one will care about it. Yeah, there's a reason that, like, the best battle royals are either, like, Royal Rumbles or just ones with less people. Mm. Because it's like, you either have staggered entrance, which just help with pacing in general, 
or there's less people so they can all clear off to the sides and leave the middle of the ring open to focus on whatever it's going to be. Yeah. You know, and we got neither of that in this match. It was just kind of a, a bit of a mess until you started clearing out enough people to be able to focus on individual things again. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, lots of people got eliminated. I haven't written any of them down because there was a lot happening, uh, but it came down in the end to Hangman Page versus Roosh, which was a fun little interaction. Hangman Page got the win, hit the dead eye on the apron. Ow, is what I'd say to that. I'm not going to have another uh, chance to, to explain this joke. But uh, spoilers for the edited review. When the boys catch uh, Dalton Castle, I, I call them Huey and Frenchie because mm -hmm. of the boys. And I was in a real conundrum because I wanted to call them Huey and Butcher, but I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> you can't butcher. do that. That might confuse people. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Um, so Hangman right. Page is one. He'll be facing Moxley on the October 18th. Mm -hmm. Dynamite, the one that's on a Tuesday. Uh, Very exciting. That should be a fun match. Apparently, they haven't had a one-on-one -on -one match before. Nope. They have only been in the ring together twice. It was uh, the first time that Hangman and Kenny Omega teamed together on like the second or third Dynamite or mm -hmm. whatever when they wrestled Moxley and Pac. Mm -hmm. And then in the Casino Ladder match last year when Hangman came back. Those are the only interactions these two have had. Yeah. You would think time. they would wrestle by now, but mm -hmm. like this is also the strength of holding off big matches and not just doing them all. Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a happy medium I think AEW can find there. Yeah. Where it's just like, hmm, really would have liked to have seen Malachi Black wrestle a lot more people. Mm -hmm. Really would have liked to have seen the Undisputed Era yeah. fight a lot more people. Would have really liked to have seen Santana and Ortiz against the Lucha Brothers. Yeah. You yeah. Know? There's, yeah. A, there's a lot of them, so I think there's a happy medium. But again... It means that we're like, you know, three years into Dynamite now and we're getting Moxley versus Page for the first time and it can mm -hmm. feel like a big deal. Yeah. So, yeah, it does benefit them every once in a while. I just, again, think there's a happy medium. The main event of this show was uh, Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs in a lights out match, um, which, again, bit of fun. Yeah. It was nice. Uh, Ricky Starks. He's is great. a megastar. He's great. He's so good. Got a little uh, like uh, pre-entrance video, which is really, really cool. The transition from that video into his entrance, the music playing, the crowd popping for it. I was like, man's a star. star. Man's a, a star. star. He just is. Uh, came down, great entrance. Everyone's super into this. Powerhouse is doing some fantastic work as well. I love both of these guys so much. Uh, they had, stop doing this spot, please. Please. Oh my god, please protect your backs. Where they had chairs set up, turn them around so it's the backs of the chairs that are back to back. Yeah. And then oh, Ricky Starks looked like he wanted to do like the Rochambeau yeah. two Hobbs onto it, which is never gonna happen. So then Hobbs just, you know, flipped him over, back body drop style. And Starks just landed he on his back. Bounced off of the chairs. That's a big ouchie. I don't like it. You know, I, like when like when Adam Cole did that I bump. I was just going to bring this up. See, the thing is, when Adam Cole did it, he was kind of rolling yes. over it at the same time. Starks just landed on it. St you have a spine yeah. right there. Do you know how important your spine is? How important is it? It's really important. It's like, you know when they talk about like a central nervous system? Uh-huh. That's familiar. all. It's all there. Yeah. You know, all like the nerves. Mm -hmm. The nerves that make you like feel things in the rest of your body. It's all there. You should like protect that, maybe. Please. Wrestlers. Make Wrestlers brackets general. Protect <laughs> your spines. God, yeah, that was I, a I, disgusting bump. I, I've hated this spot since the first time I saw it. Like, and again, the Adam Cole thing was 
It's a lot safer than this, but (gasps) stop. Please stop. Yeah. I feel the same way. It's like every time I saw Shibata hit his headbutt thing, Mm. it's like, stop doing that. You're going to hurt yourself. And And he did. And he did. It's like, people are going to do this spot until someone gets hurt, Mm -hmm. and then it'll be a cautionary tale. But everybody here is shouting, stop doing this spot before that happens. Yeah. Uh, The annoying thing is, it looks really good, but just don't, because it... Ow. It's bad for you. It will hurt you. Um, uh, this match was a bunch of nonsense with the lights up stipulation, a bunch of weapons and all that stuff. Yeah. Loads of really cool stuff like that. Uh, really cool, like, power slam onto a pile of chairs, which is, looked really brutal. Spear through a table uh, from Starks as well. And Starks got the win with the Rochambeau. Sort of onto chairs, but also not. Yeah. Um, and Starks got the win. Good stuff. Good Thumbs stuff. Up. Uh, my my only real takeaway from this other than what we've said already, like, yeah, it was a good match. I don't think I would have a lights out match on a show that already has another no DQ match because I did not think there was a great discrepancy in the amount of violence between this, which is supposed to be the most dangerous match in AEW and just the opening tag team no DQ match Yes, where they were all going through tables and like jumping off of stages and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They felt very similar in scale and scope and i don't think that helps the presentation of a lights out match i tend to agree i think they were both very fun matches i had nothing wrong with either of them in a vacuum but if i'm booking a whole show i would not do that Mm -hmm. i agree uh overall i thought this was a very good episode of rampage especially compared to rampage's normal standard of being filler this was not filler um this was good there was some fun wrestling a good time yes I think this is the best Rampage we've seen in quite some time. Everything on this show felt at least decently important. Even Mm -hmm. if it was 2.0 against Action Bronson, it felt like, yeah, that's fun. Yeah. I didn't hate seeing anything on this show. And while I do think maybe they could have balanced out like the matches that were on Dynamite with the matches that were on here to make both shows feel as important, I still think this is like the most important Rampage we've had in a very long time. I agree. Yeah. Let's get into the rest of your Ultra Chats here. Last chance to get those in at WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Uh, Ola said on the subject of SmackDown, this is, uh, the Sami storyline is the best thing in wrestling right now. It's ultimately going to lead to his face turn and probably a gauntlet against the bloodline, leading to Roman beating him and KO running in for the save during a post-match beatdown. It's fun. That is fun. Yeah, I'm kind of done with WWE's booking of gauntlet matches because they only seem now, to do it one one way. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe I just need it to go away for even longer before I see it. But again, I don't hate the idea. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. fun. Roman's the last one. He just kills him. Yeah. You know, it's like fun. proper Daniel Bryan after the Elimination Chamber mm-hmm. style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's fun. Yeah. I like that. Uh, JD48Jet said, uh, I love the Bloodline story recently. However, I want Jay to turn on Roman again. I'm probably in the minority with this, though. Uh, I guess it could... I, it depends which way they go. You know, I... Uh, it's tough, but I could see it. Again, I might go back to my one of my earlier ideas for this story, which is you have Sammy try and like plant the seeds in Roman's head. It's like, you know, we got to get rid of this Jay dude. He's mm-hmm. just, he's a wet blanket. He's not, he's not for the cause. He's not yeah. on his game. And Roman's like, yeah, you know what? He's always kind of been a little bit off, you know, he, he's, he's main event Jay Uso, but, but you know, 
And you have Sammy do all that, and really it's Roman playing Sammy like, you think you're going to take my family from me? You're mm-hmm. going to talk S about my family behind their mm-hmm. backs to me? You think I'm going to let you get away with that? And then they turn on him. I think there's something you could do to play. Uh, obviously, I think Jay has to play into the story yeah. and the resolution. In some Absolutely, way. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be opposed. The thing is, that the way the story has gone so far, I can't see Jay turning on Roman right. because Jay is pretty overtly a heel against Sammy at this point. But I do think they could pivot it where... Once Sammy gets kicked out, Jay is still like amped up, fired up, and mm-hmm. Roman is just like, "You need to chill. Like yeah. this is, I know you were the instigator of all of this, and you know all that stuff, but you never trusted Sammy. You never gave him a chance, and he could have been valuable. And you made him leave the bloodline, kind of thing. Mm. And he could turn it, and Jay would be like, well, I'm sorry.' Because again, you, know? you got to think, there's gonna be this Sammy Zayn bit. Mm. There's got to be stuff that comes after that. Yeah, there's gonna be a certain rock that's gonna show up. There's got to be play involving the mm-hmm. whole family then. And maybe The Rock turns Jey Uso against Roman. You I could see know. it. know. I could see it. There, there's there's different paths we can take for sure. I want Sammy to dethrone Roman. <laughs> That's what I want. I, I mean, just, yeah. I j- Sammy Zayn beats Roman for the title, the pay-per-view mm-hmm. after WrestleMania. Oh, I'd love it so much. It'd be so, so good. Uh, Hannah Allen on the subject of Rampage. Uh, do you want to take these ones, actually? My throat is a little bit sore. Sure. Hannah Allen says, Rampage was okay. Loved seeing Dalton Castle and the boys. More, please. There's so many fun characters like this already over who will crush on the main show. Sucked seeing people leaving during Starks and Hobbs. Time for uh, Sharks. Time for Starks to move on. Lots of love. Yeah, I mean, as as we said, it was like 2.30 in the morning when the show was ending. I was like, yeah, yeah I would kind of get that. I yeah. would get that, but it is unfortunate. I wish the the match had a bit bigger of a crowd. Mm. Uh, Loki1349 says, Seeing Sting laughing maniacally made me nostalgic for the chaos that was TNA Joker Sting. I hope to see more of those antics. Sami Zayn once again proves that he is a ge- he is uh, the gem of WWE and can sell character work like nobody's business. He is truly the best. I agree. I fully agree with all of that, except mm. Joker Sting. <laughs> I don't like Joker Sting. Uh, Charles Berg says, Action Bronson can do no wrong. I like celebrity crossover athlete matches when it's obvious the participant likes wrestling. Also, the Sammy Bloodline story is so lovely. It's like Hitchcock's bomb. We know there's it's there and it's ticking. Sammy doesn't. The tension. Yeah, that is actually very good. I, I like that a lot. Mm. Uh, Cassidy Delaney says, Hey, lads, had a real fun time with Rampage, other than the fact that they made poor Diamante look like a total chump. Uh, the show was really great. Also, that light rig shot to Powerhouse was brutal. Wish so many people didn't leave the leave on them, though. Yeah, like I said, the the timing was rough, and also I we didn't mention that in the match, but that was a ve- a very fun little spot where Powerhouse just went up to the stage and got like one of the lights from one of the tunnels and was like, "I'll take this now," yep. and just ripped it off the stage. I was like, "That's cool," because yeah. normally you can tell when something is gimmicked where someone is right. just going to take stuff. This was just like a light that you always see, and he just like. That's mine now. Yeah, like, it's a, cool. it's it's the book that is always slightly more animated yes. in the cartoons. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that is not like the others, <laughs> and that's a <laughs> yeah. prop. Yes, yeah. You can tell that that is a moving book. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, Roy Zhang says Pete Jungle Boy was outmatched the whole match uh, for the most part. The roll up was reflecting his improvement in in ring experience. A roll up is fine when it properly tells the story of the match. See CM Punk versus Wardlow. I might need to watch the match again because I don't remember Jungle Boy being outmatched for the whole match. I don't necessarily agree with that either. They yeah. seemed fairly evenly matched to me. Yeah. 
And I agree, a roll-up is fine when it properly tells the story of the match. I, I think that's fine. But for me, m- maybe it's just my own headcanon getting in, the, in my own way mm. of, t- of seeing what the story is supposed to be. But for me, the story was Jungle Boy becoming a proper singles wrestler and getting these wins and getting through the rankings. And for me, a roll-up wasn't the way to do that. But mm. that's just me. Hey, uh, John Rye says, Amazing to see that guys like Penta, Brian Cage, Lance Archer, and even Trent just kind of wasting away. Makes you see that Tony never really needed any big former WWE guys. Just let these guys have great wrestling matches and people will tune in. Hashtag where's Miro. I, I agree with maybe Some about of it. 50% of it. Mm. Like, uh, I'm not going to say that he's wrong for wanting to sign like Brian Danielson and Adam Cole and Keith 100%. Lee and Swerve and yeah. guys like that. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's like, but at the same time, I would like to see Penta have a, a run. I've, I've been waiting for Penta to have a run for a long time. And yeah, there are guys like Lance Archer and Brian Cage that are now just kind of there. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't disagree, but these guys are going to draw more than like Trent. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to Trent. Love Trent. But again, where's Miro? Totally agree with that. I don't know where the hell Miro is. Needs to be wrestling on every show. Mayor of Painesville, Dan. Hi, Dan. Says, hello, Pete and Tempest. I hope you're having a great day. Uh, that was a long wrestling Friday. My highlights were Otis being wild and the AEW Battle Royal. Of course, they were dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great fun for me. Will you attend one of the big indie events, 1PW, Royal Quest, WXW, Tag Fest next weekend? Yes. Yes. We're going to be at Royal Quest. Yes. Night two. Yes. Specifically. Uh, I'm sad about it. Oh, I would like yeah. to go to both. I want to go to night one. Yeah, FTR is facing FTR Aussie is the open, open which That's I really want to see. Really wish that was on night two, but yeah, we're going to night too. two. I'm sure Okada is going to like defend, or uh, Jay White's going to defend the title against somebody. I hope you know, so. It would be great. I, I I went to go check what matches they had announced, and I think they had one. Yeah, and I was like, it will be a show. It, How much is it? Short? Sure will. And if anyone's going to be there, at Royal Quest, come say hi yeah. on night two specifically because we'll be there. Please do. Doctor Hook, uh, Nolan Evans says, "Liw, I came up with an undisputed era type of hand sign." Make an L with your left. I had just thought about this the What's other that? day. Like, basically what he's mapping out here. Okay. One, make an L with your left hand. Make an okay hand signal uh, by putting your thumb and index finger close together. Cross your arms like the Undisputed Era do. The I in L-I-W is your eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> so you close one eye. Let me know what you think. That's not where my mind went. Also, for making an L with my left hand. It's not an L to those guys. That's, yeah. an, that's an L for me. Yeah. I don't want to take an L. Yeah. I want these guys to take an L. Oh, uh, well, you know, if Sat's sitting on this table, we can all just, you know, we can all throw up one. L-I-W, right? Sure. I don't know what you got going on there. Love. Uh, L-I-W. I, I, yeah. There I, it is. It doesn't look very good. I also think it's wrong. It's backwards. I think it's W-I-L. W-I-L. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Dark73 says, hey lads, currently watching this in a plane, going to see my fiance. Hope you're having a lovely day. You too. You and your fiance. You too. Hope you're having a lovely day and a lovely weekend. And Matthew Robinson says, wow, the lost my mind. Wow, lost my mind with the Sammy stuff. Roman Reigns just plays with my emotions so well. I have not ultra chatted in a while. I'm mu- I have been moving, but I miss you, Pete and Tempest, so much. Thank you very much, Matthew Robinson. We appreciate you very much. That was the last Ultra Chat. I hope your move has gone well. Yeah. Uh, I think that is going to do it for this episode of the show. We only went 17 minutes over, which, you know, 
ain't bad for an extra hour of wrestling. It's four hours of wrestling in an hour and 15 minutes. Not, it's bad. not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, thank you uh, guys so much for watching. Really do appreciate it. If you haven't already, subscribe to the channel and like the video. We're going to be back with more awesome content soon. Uh, we had uh, the Blackpool Content Club go up yesterday uh, where me, Tempest, and Luke were chatting about MJF. And when he should cash in his chip, should he win mm -hmm. the AEW World Championship? When should that be? Speculating and fantasy booking about all that stuff. It's a great episode to go and check that out after this one, if you want as well. Uh, I've been Chubba Pete Cornell. I'll be joined by Tempest George, Jam That Champion. And that was wrestling. Jam That Jam. L-I-W for life. L-I-W. I swore as well. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.